0: Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Pulver Towing. And today I'm going to be joined by limited late model and late model driver, Dustin Johannick. We'll also hear from Mark Langer, president of the IMCA Old Timers Club, Bob Baker, executive director of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, and a little more from our friends at Pulver Towing, right after a few words from
1: our sponsors. Simply adding cookies, barbecue sauce is sure to make meat taste better. But when you really want to hit a home run, try one of my approved recipes. Speed the Sauce Man here, and I've got a bunch of easy-to-make creations at CookiesBBQ.com. Barbecue meatloaf, Grandma Elmo's broiler burgers, heck, I'll even tell you the secret to Speed's racks of ribs. It's all at CookiesBBQ.com. Hey, smart cookies use cookies barbecue sauce. Anything
2: less is meat abuse.
3: At LandPros, our
2: team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact LandPros agent JJ Wise at 641-420-SELL or go to LandPros.com. That's L-A-N-D-P-R-O-Z dot com. When it comes to
4: choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Kohl's Electric, offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Waseca co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see Kohl's Electric.com. .com or 507-451-1387
5: There's a lot to celebrate this July at Napa Auto Parts. For starters, Napa's bucket sale is back. Buy a five-gallon Napa bucket for $2.99 and get 20% off three or more items you fit inside. Napa is also giving away a USA We Believe in Heroes hat free with any $25 purchase and $1 donation to the Intrepid Fallen Heroes Fund. These offers are valid only while supplies last. So get to your participating Napa Auto Parts store today.
6: Played bumper tag lately? No matter how your car gets damaged, Midwest Collision will make sure it gets fixed right and on time. No shortcuts, no compromises. And remember, where you get your car repaired is not your insurance
5: company's decision. It's yours. So make the right choice. Choose your locally owned and operated Midwest Collision. Give Bob a call today at 332-2434. That's 32-2434.
4: Let me tell you, friends, about our store's a great place we call Miners Outdoor.
5: Miners Outdoor, your total source Husqvarna dealer in Blooming Prairie has everything your yard needs, from chainsaws, leaf blowers, and weed trimmers to zero turn mowers and everything in between. That's what being your Husqvarna total source dealer is all about. Stop in today to see the best selection in quality Husqvarna outdoor power equipment. That's Miners Outdoor, Highway 218, Blooming Prairie.
1: Miners Outdoor.
4: Major tough. Hey,
0: this is Dave from Severs and Oil, VP Racing Fuels, and you're listening to the driver segment on The Dirt Show. Welcome back to the driver segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by limited late model and late model driver Dustin Johannick. And Dustin, let's start out talking about a racetrack that we seldom get to talk about here on the Dirt Show. Grove Creek Raceway in Grove City, Minnesota. It was a 3/8 mile semi-banked oval. What other history do you know about that old dirt track?
6: Ah, uh, my grandfather built it, uh, I believe in 76 or 77. If I'm not mistaken, it was in the 70s, I believe, and he owned it up until I think it was 84 or 85. And he used to race out there. They were, you know, I, was, I was pretty young back then. I'm like 6 to uh, 10 years old, so I don't remember a lot about it from way back in the days. We used to be out there quite a bit. My dad used to go out there and do a lot of work, track prep and fixing speakers and fixing poles and fence and things like that. But other than that, I don't know a lot about it. I don't remember a lot about it way back then. I didn't start racing there until it was under new ownership in 2000, I believe is when I first started racing cars there.
0: And you literally started racing at Grove Creek with a car that you literally pulled out of the weeds.
6: Yes. At the time, one of my best friend's dad's car that he used to race out there I think it was like a hobby stock or something to that effect back in the 80s. And it was just laying out in the grove. And we decided, you know, hey, let's go try racing. You know, I had raced motocross before that and had my, my fair share of some pretty good injuries. So I figured it was time to get off the dirt bike and get into something a little safer. So I got into a car. So we dug the car out and cut some old stuff off it and updated the seat and a few other things and some other safety stuff. And away we went.
0: I remember both Doug Wolfgang and Greg Lammers both said that when they got their kids off a motocross bike and into a race car, their wives were very happy. I'm sure your parents were happy to see you have a roll cage around you.
1: (laughs) A little
6: bit, yeah. It was a little safer. My mom still didn't care much for it, you know, just because of the hazard. But she'd still come out and watch and things like that. I don't think they ever watched me race motocross. Just for the simple fact most of the tracks were two to five hours away, usually on Sunday mornings. You know, so we'd get up crack at dawn and head for if not earlier and head for a racetrack for all day Sunday and then come back home. A few times I had to be driven back home, but never left in an ambulance.
0: How long did you run the car you pulled out of the weeds before you picked up your Fegger's car? And that's another Uh, interesting story of how you found that car.
6: Yeah, we ran our Creek Stock for two years, 2000 and 2001, and 2000, I ended up with a couple heat race wins, but no feature wins, a handful of top five finishes with it, but we just couldn't quite get that feature win, and then 2001, we uh, updated the rear end to a Ford 9-inch from a GM rear end and put some different gears in, and I think I ended up with five or six feature wins that year and a handful of heat race wins and usually you know if we didn't wreck we were usually always in the top five we got a lot more consistent and the car worked really good for the most part especially for being as old as it was no lead on it at all just the weight of the car was heavy enough to make weight and it balanced out pretty good (laughs) and then after that that's when we decided to Step up a class and get out of the creek stocks. Just mainly for the simple fact it was getting hard to find. The car was like an old, I believe it was like a 65 Chevy Biscayne or something like that. Kind of like a Chevelle. Because I know I ended up using a 66 or a 67 Chevelle front clip on it the second year to replace the body panels. But it was getting pretty tough to find parts for it.
0: You had some great area drivers running at Grove Creek during that period. Jason Vertuba in the Super Stocks, Dean Larson in the Mod 4s, and you and Greg Fell in the Midwest Modifieds.
6: 2002 was our first year in the Midwest Mod, and we were sitting, I believe, 22nd in national points that year before I was in a car accident and ended up breaking my back on August 1st, uh, 2002. And that put an end to our season. I think we still ended up finishing... If I'm not mistaken, we were still in the top 40 for national points, even not running from August on. And then I didn't get back into the car. Well, the doctors at the time told me never get back in a car because I'd broken a, basically exploded a vertebrae in my lower back. And I ended up with a T12, L1, and L2 fusion. I've got a plastic collar and a titanium rod and four titanium screws in the middle of my back. So they told me that it was probably pretty hazardous to get in the race car again. But in July of 2003, we were back in the race car.
0: What was your biggest win or most memorable night at the now defunct Grove Creek Raceway?
6: Well, I've got a couple of those. I mean, my my biggest win there was in my creek stock. I won the, uh, I believe it was called the Firecracker 50 or something like that. It was a special just for the creek stocks, and I let it. At the halfway point, and then they inverted, and then I got back to the lead after that, and won that. And probably my first win would have been pretty memorable. But I I remember winning that Firecracker Fifty, and that was a pretty big deal at that time. And then the next one would have been my first win in 2003 with the Midwest Modified. That first year of 2002, there again, older car, borderline outdated at the time already, and we were consistently top five, couple heat race wins, and stuff like that but just couldn't quite pull off that feature win that first year and there was a late model special or something to that effect on a weeknight and midwest mods were a support class and i ended up starting towards the front and got out front and and got my first win in the midwest mod
0: then in 2006 you quit what happened to cause you to want to get out of racing
6: my youngest daughter was born (laughs) i had three little girls Well, actually, I had four little girls. I had a stepdaughter at the time, too. My oldest was probably eight, and then my stepdaughter was, I think, six. My middle one was a year and a half, and my youngest was born on August 1st of '06. So I had three little girls at home, and racing takes a lot of time. So it was time to take a break and spend time with the family and things like that.
0: Then came 2017. How did the idea come about to get back into racing?
6: Well, they were starting a new class in Fergus because the superstock stock count was getting pretty low, and they were actually considered. actually they did drop the superstock stock class at I-94 in Fergus Falls, and they thought, you know, They'd heard about these crate late models and things like that, and Cedar Lake had been running the USRA limited late models, and they were starting to pick up a little bit more interest and things like that. So they decided to start a limited late model class with the 604 crate motor or a B-mod motor or a super stock motor for your basic three motor options. And then we have to use a cheap $70 hydraulic shock and things like that. So to keep the cost down, you know, It wasn't a bad idea. For the most part, it keeps the cost down because we had to use used tires as well, so we didn't have to worry about buying new tires all the time. But Dick had his last dirt late model, which was, I believe, a 93 Barry Wright Leaf Spring car, and he said, you know, if I wanted to drive it, he'd pay for it, and there we went from there. We cut it apart, converted it to a four-bar car, and we were a fast, low car that first year.
0: After that, you picked up a 2007 Masterbuilt chassis. What was the history behind that car?
6: It was actually my cousin Brady's, one of my cousin Brady's old cars. And Rocky had gotten it the year before and and had a couple different guys driving it for him. So it was still part of the Polydome team or whatever that first year in 2017. But then he decided that he was going to get something a little bit newer and a little bit more up-to-date or something. So we put the Barry Wright back out in the pasture, and I took over the driving the master and he picked up an 09 Rocket from Harlan Breescoaten, and that's what he's still running now. Actually, he's got it for sale now. We ran the, the master for the 2018 and 2019 season, and there again, you know, we picked up a lot of top fives, a handful of heat race wins, just couldn't quite pull off the feature win. Led a lot of races for the first half the race, and then just kind of fell off from there. Missed something on the setup and just fell back and ended up getting past at the end. Just couldn't pull off the full win.
0: Friday nights, you run at I-94 Speedway in Fergus Falls. In June of 2020, you finally picked up your first win there after three years of trying. That is a tough track to get a victory.
6: Yeah, there's some good competition in Fergus Falls, and... Some of the guys really got the track figured out, and 2020, we updated our program and got a 2015 rocket chassis, and we were fast right out of the gate with it, and it worked a lot better than the master built, and we finally got a good start one night and got out front and led the whole race and picked up a win, and I think it was two weeks after that Viking Speedway season opener, we picked up our, our second win with it.
0: It seems like once you break that barrier and get that car in victory lane and you know you can do it with that car, they start coming quicker.
6: Yeah, they tend to. After that, we kind of fell into another dry spell. Every year we seem to find just kind of a slump in the middle of the season that we're missing something just a little bit. We're just a hair off that we can get out there and lead laps. We just can't keep it. And that's kind of where, you know, after those couple wins, We ran up front consistently, we just never did pick up another win after that. But like I said, the competition's getting tougher and tougher every year. Some of these guys are getting their stuff figured out and getting really fast, and the class is starting to grow. So a lot of nights, if you don't get a good starting spot, it's tough to get to the front anymore.
0: This season, they've dropped the limited late model class at Viking Speedway in Alexandria. What are some of your biggest memories of racing at Viking Speedway?
6: That big, fast half-mile. It was a fast track, good atmosphere, and a lot of memories from past years. You know, I I do remember going to that track when I was early teens, mid-teens with Dick and Rock. For many years, I'd go up there on Saturday nights with them when they were racing late models up there. And there's a lot of history and memories there with them. And then being able to get my name on a win list at the same track they, you know, were so successful at, that felt pretty good.
0: Your 604 motor is also legal for Wissota late model class. What do you have to change on your car to run with the Wissota late models?
6: We really don't have to change anything, but we usually go through and change our shock package to the better quality, you know, adjustable shocks. And because we're running a 604, we can run a little lighter weight and a taller spoiler, which the weight issue, we can't really get down to that weight and make the car work right so we don't worry as much about the weight but we do add that two inch taller spoiler to it and that does make a pretty significant difference having that extra downforce and then we can run new tires so we tend to put on pretty new tires fairly often and then we use those tires once we burn them up a little bit as our limited tires so we get full life out of the tires and we also go through and change the fuel system to alcohol instead of gas just to get that little bit extra power out of it so we're a little closer and on the smaller tracks, it's not so bad, especially when the track goes dry slick and it's not a horsepower game. If we can get the car to handle pretty good, we can keep up pretty good.
0: Sunday nights you run the new Granite City Motor Park. James Trantina is a super stock guy, so I can imagine he sets up a great track for late models.
6: Yeah, it's, it's been really good there. They're still trying to get some bugs worked out about getting some moisture in the track or getting it to hold moisture. But for the most part, it's been pretty good racing all year.
0: I had number 15, Ryan Mickelson, on the Dirt Show. I think he's got the coolest hauler in racing.
6: He's got that, that nice one-piece ramp-over truck. Yeah, it's pretty neat. He used to drive for rock in Limited for a while and then hauling it, you know, driving his full late model as well. So I've, I've pitted from him. I've gotten to know him over the last three years pretty good.
0: Back on June 25th, you were at Murray County Speedway on Dirt Show night. When the track hosted a limited late model special that night, you guys put on one heck of a show.
6: Yeah, it was a beautiful track. You know, I a nice, small, you know, smooth for the most part. You know, every dirt track gets some holes, so that's, that's just to be expected. It ain't dirt racing if there ain't a little bit of roughness to it. But other than that, yeah, it was a beautiful track, nice facility, good people there to talk with, things like that. I mean, I enjoyed going there for that show. That's the first time I'd ever been to that racetrack. I didn't even really know there was a track down there.
0: You have also made the Toad to casino speedway for one of their autumn specials. What is that track like to run on for the limited late model class?
6: Tight. <laughs> that, that's a small track. It's a little tricky. We've never never quite got that track figured out. We usually run pretty consistent up towards the front, but like I said, there, there's a trick to that track. Get them tight paperclip corners of getting it through there nice. Some of them guys that are run out there pretty regularly got it figured out good, but we usually only go out there for specials and things like that, just because St. Cloud is a lot closer track. And on Sunday nights driving that far, I mean, it's almost a three hour drive from where I live. So it tends to get a little late on Sunday nights, driving out that far. So we didn't go out there too often unless it was like a two day special. Usually we'd head out there, I think once or twice, maybe we went out there a little earlier in the year but yeah, I've had a lot of fun out there as well. I've gotten to know a couple guys out there, Chuck Swenson pretty well. That's who I actually bought my rocket from end of 2019.
0: My favorite race of 2020 was a Madtown Showdown in Madison. A little bit chilly that night. How does Madison Speedway fit your driving style?
6: Pretty close. You know, it's, it's real similar to Fergus Falls. It's, it's a hair smaller But once you get it figured out, it drives very similar to to Fergus, so we usually fit right in up there. We've had some pretty good runs up there, been close, but just haven't sealed the deal up there yet either.
0: You even made the tow over to the legendary 100 at Cedar Lake Speedway. Any plans to run some of those big year-end fall specials again this season?
6: It's possible, depending on how the car's working, if we can get it set up a little better as a full-lay model. We're hoping to possibly be able to get a bigger motor put in it here but whether we get it done for this year yet if we get the bigger motor put in the full eight model motor then we'll definitely either make the legendary 100 or go out to the Wasota 100 but right now the you know money's a little tight so we're not too sure we'll get the motor issue done before the end of this season
0: your car is one of the most beautiful cars at any of the racetracks we go to and you can't do that without some great sponsors on board
6: Polydome's been a big help. This year, uh, the hometown Sears in Litchfield helped us out. Honky's Bar and Grill in Grove City's been on our car since 2018. You know, they've supported us for four years now. The Napa Auto Parts of Litchfield has been on the car since, I believe, 2018. Craig's Machine and Dino Service over by Eden Valley, they've been with us now for two years on the car but I've known them. They've helped us out over the years you know, with some motor issues and things like that. Central County's co-op came on board this year and gave us some support, and DC Diesel Tech in Litchfield came on board with us this year, and Superior Synthetics One out of Hutchinson's also helped us out this year with some fuel.
0: What are your goals for the remainder of the 2021 racing season?
6: Hopefully I can pick up a feature win here and keep that momentum going and but just just keep the car clean, you know, stay out of trouble, be consistent with top five finishes if we can't get the win, and hopefully just keep figuring things out to get better so when we do make the jump to late model, we've got it figured out and we can be just as competitive in that series.
0: Dustin, thanks for all the racing history, and also thank you so much for being with us here on the Dirt Show. I will be keeping an eye out for your car at all of the racetracks throughout the remainder of the 2021 racing season.
6: Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. Hey, everyone. This is Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products
0: with today's tech tip. Today, we're going to talk about our engine and rear end lift handles. It's a real nice piece we've been making for quite a few years. One end has a 3 8 coarse thread stud, and the other one is drilled and tapped 5 8 coarse thread. So you can thread four of these into your engine and you and three of your homeboys can carry an engine around. Or you put two on each side of the rear end and then you and another guy can carry a rear end around very easily. Real nice trick tool available at WearsMachine.com. As always, check us out online at WeirdsMachine.com. Thank you.
5: Why would you use anything but the latest technology in packing products when it comes to shipping your business products? Foam Craft Packaging in Owatonna provides a complete line of packaging materials, including foam products, pallets, crates, corrugated boxes, and much, much more. See all of our different packaging options at foamcraftpackaging.com or call 507-455-2893. That's 507 455 2893.
7: If you're in need of a worry-free powerlift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a powerlift architectural door on your home or cabin. Powerlift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Powerlift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Powerlift Doors by French's Manufacturing.
4: 749306 Rhino Egg offers the most complete rear blade line in the industry. Whether your tractor has 30 or 300 horsepower, Rhino offers a blade to accomplish any task. Don't settle for the cheap imitations. Buy Rhino. Building the best since 1934. Check out the full line of landscape and construction equipment today
1: at rhinoag.com. Wolf and Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper or boat pad, rock, sand or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road
3: graded, call for 553524 five, Aero Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold maintaining an affordable price structure. Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com.
0: Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure to be joined by Mark Langer, president of the IMCA Old Timers Club. And Mark, the IMCA Old Timers will have another incredible display this year at the Dakota County Fair, August 9th through the 15th. If you're a race fan and you want to learn more and see more of Minnesota's racing history on display, this is definitely the place to go.
1: This year we're going to have a bunch of racing items in our tent, our big display. Some of the items are from the Minnesota State Fair, and we have history of the Farmington Speedway and Rick Speedway.
0: Some of the feature cars this year are the State Fair winning Hudson Hornet, donated to the IMCA Old Timers Club by Glenn Gillen.
1: We'll have Glenn's Hudson, there we have a 57 Chevy that Carl Fensky drove. He's from Winona, and we have Danny Chabrowski, five modified from Raceway Park, Lanky Waingren's 40 Buick from Raceway Park. Plus, we have a number of other cars, and we have a quarter midget for the kids to sit in and have mom and dad take their photos.
0: And what's really neat that Hudson Hornet, I've seen it. It's incredible. It looks like it's ready to go, and it has local racing history racing at the Arlington Raceway and at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. The Carl Fenske 57 Chevy that Bob Steyer is bringing up is just beautifully restored back to the way it was back in the early to mid-70s. A lot of people know that car. And Blackie. Usually he is there at the fair, and if you want to hear some great stories of a Minnesota guy who went down and qualified for the Daytona 500 in the early 70s, that's what's fun about coming up there, is you never know who you're going to run into and get to talk to.
1: We have a lot of old racers that like to spend time in our display area, and they're more than willing to sit down and answer questions and talk to folks.
0: Along with the cars, you will also have photos, helmets, wire suits, and programs on display from dirt tracks and asphalt tracks from around the state.
1: And we do have the history of Rec Speedway. That was in Inver Grove. That started in the late 40s, right after World War II, plus Farmington Fairground Speedway, which also started in the late 40s right after World War II. And those tracks ran hot rods, what they called big cars, which are now today's sprint cars, and they had a late model, I guess we would call them the late model class, but it was more like a jalopy class.
0: For listeners who would like to come up and check out the IMCA Old Timers display at the Dakota County Fair, August 9th through the 15th, where is the display located on the fairgrounds?
1: There's an antique village and a bunch of farm cracker displays, and we're on the south end of that. There's an old gas station at the club is restored, and that's where our display area is.
0: If listeners have interest in becoming a member of the IMCA Old Timers Club, have some old photos, or just enjoy preserving area racing history, how can they find out more about being part of the club?
1: Just stop by our display and we can sign you up as a member right there.
0: That's awesome. Mark, I know I can't wait to get up there and see everything you'll have on display this year. I know we'll be broadcasting live, and thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show
1: today. Okay, thank you very much. For over 40
8: years, winning drivers have relied on VP Racing Fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Pro-Grade Full Synthetic Oil and High Performance Lubricants. VP's goal was to develop a best-in-class racing oil that offers world-class cutting-edge technology. Enhanced durability and wear protection from the street to the track, VP's got you covered with the next-generation performance.
4: Fast Shaft's owner, Pat Fagan, is a racer himself and has been testing and building drive shafts for himself and teams all over the nation since 1992. Fast Shaft drive shafts are the number one carbon fiber, steel, chrome molly, and aluminum drive shaft builder for over 90% of the major modified chassis builders. Drive shafts, drive shaft repair, 9-inch Ford center sections, slip yokes, rear end yokes, ring and pinions, bearings, spools, gears, shim kits, and more. Call Fast Shafts today. Made by racers four razors 800-622-6617 do you know
1: what many top race car teams use for small radiator leaks it's justice brothers radiator stop leak effective insurance that keeps them in the middle of competition proven under the toughest racing conditions and it works the same way in your car justice brothers radiator stop leak stops leaks in radiators and blocks sealing the leak while you drive and it won't clog the cooling system it mixes with all antifreeze and coolants Take the advice of top race
3: teams. Use Justice Brothers Radiator Stop Leak. Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme powder coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme powder coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Extreme
1: powder coating. Fire's engine service of Rochester opened its doors in 1975. Hi, this is Corey. Since 1975, we've been offering complete engine machining services and assembly. From flatheads to big blocks, Y blocks to drag race engines, street rods to point tractors, Fire's Engine Service offers complete dyno service. So if you're a race car, a street car, these little
2: Yeehaw!
1: under the hood, trust the place who's been there since 1975. Contact Fire's Engine Service at 507-282-5586
0: welcome back to the sponsor segment here on the dirt show and it is my pleasure to be joined by bob baker executive director of the national sprint car hall of fame and museum in knoxville iowa and as we speak the twenty thousand dollar prize is being awarded to one lucky driver you have been doing this for a few years talk about how this came about
8: well Clay, first of all thank you for having us on the dirt show today It's, it's always fun to talk with you and everybody listen in. To answer your question, Richard and Jennifer Marshall from Priority Aviation came up with this idea to help us increase our memberships, the people that support the museum, and also as a way to help drivers offset their cost in getting to the Knoxville Nationals. And they came up with the Priority Aviation $20,000 Knoxville National Sponsorship Program two years ago. And two years ago, Lance DeWeese raised the most money. His fans called the museum at our toll-free number, the 800 874 phone number, made a donation in Lance's name, and Lance had the most donations made in his name, so he won the $20,000 a couple of years ago. Last year, we did not do the contest because of COVID, but we're doing it again this year, and the contest ends this Saturday at 6 p.m. So anybody is welcome to make a donation to the museum. Our current standings have McKenna Hassey in first place, Jack Hodenshield in second place, Robbie Kendall in third place, Carson McCarl in fifth, Dominic Selzy in seventh. Lance DeWeese again in 8th, Brian Brown in ninth, and the Black Pearl Race Team is rounding out the total list of people or teams or drivers that people have made donations for to help our museum. Uh, again, it's called the Priority Aviation $20,000 Knoxville National Sponsorship to help a team or teams get to the Knoxville Nationals or the 360 Nationals. And this year, we've upped the purse a little bit. The second place team or driver that raises the most money is going to get $10,000, and the third place team or driver that raises the most money is going to get $5,000. So it's a total of $35,000 for three drivers, 2010, and five, and it'll all come to an end this Saturday night. So the guys will get the money and plenty of time to make it to their 360 or 410 Nationals here in Knoxville.
0: And there's still a chance to get tickets for the Corvette giveaway.
8: Yes, our 2021 Win a Z51 Corvette.com sweepstakes is underway, and we give the Corvette away. It's an Elkhart Lake Blue Metallic 2021 Z51 Corvette that we have in our lobby, we'll give that away on Saturday night at the Knoxville Nationals. Right before the A feature pulls out, we'll be up on the stage and we'll announce the winner's name and that will be in just a couple of weeks on Saturday night, August the 14th. That contest is very easy to enter because anybody with a smartphone, computer, or tablet can just go to that website, winaz51corvette.com and make an entry, make a donation, and get chances to win the 2021 Corvette that we have sitting in our lobby it's right now. So uh, some lucky winner is going to end up with a Corvette before the Nationals even starts on August 14th, so we're excited about that. This will be the third Corvette we've given away. It's a sweepstakes, again, to help raise revenue, to help support the museum, to keep our doors open seven days a week, year-round, for race fans to come in and learn more about sprint car racing.
0: The next two weeks are the busiest two weeks of the year at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. The 360 Nationals, followed by the Knoxville Nationals, What's going on at the museum? What do you have planned for fans stopping by?
8: 360 Nationals start next week, and it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Those are really big days for travelers, traveling 360 teams that come to Knoxville that don't normally get a chance to race here, or come once a year, make the trek to Knoxville. It's turned into a bigger race than it originally started out to be as just a one- or two-day show, and now it's three days. That's the weekend before the Knoxville Nationals, so we do get quite a few 410 sprint car drivers that are racing at 360 Nationals. Our museum has a car show here on Saturday afternoon, 10 in the morning till about 3 in the afternoon in our parking lot that's free. usually get about 40 to 50 classic and custom hot rods before the races, and then we have a great 360 feature that night. The way the racing format works, half the teams race on Thursday night, the other half race on Friday night, and everybody races on Saturday night, and again, that's next weekend, and right after that on Sunday night, we follow that up with the Capitani Classic, a big 410 race for the 410 Sprint Cars, which is their last tune-up before the Knoxville Nationals that week, and the Nationals run four days, August 11th through the 14th. What fans can expect when they come into our museum is they can expect a lot of activity we have fanfare forums which are a nice fancy way of saying we have seminars where people can listen to drivers listen to personalities from across the country involved in the sprint car world you know whether it be tony stewart or be johnny gibson the announcer for the world of outlaws or any number of promoters and drivers that come and talk and put on these forums Afterwards, the public is welcome to ask questions and then stick around, shake hands, get pictures with whoever they like. And we also do autograph sessions every day, for 11 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and 3 o'clock our autograph times for all four days during the Knoxville Nationals. That's always a fun time. Shane Carson does a great job of rounding up the drivers and bringing them into the museum, taking them back to the Bob Trossel garage, and then everybody just lines up to meet their favorite drivers, get some autographs, shake hands, take some pictures, and have a good time in air-conditioned comfort here at our museum. So autograph sessions, fanfare forums, of course, Saturday's our big day for Knoxville Nationals auction at 1130 here on our second floor up in the museum. We have some just wonderful, wonderful auction items. I'll just tease the people, sneak peek one of them. Kenny Jacobs, as many of you know, is a master craftsman who can build just about anything. And this year, he's created a custom coffee table, and he's calling it the 300 table. And inside this coffee table, under the glass top, there's three autographed driver's uniforms. One is from Steve Kinzer, one is from Sammy Swindell and one is from Donnie Schatz. And that's why it's the 300 coffee table representing the 300 wins for each of those drivers. So that's going to be one of our many items, many unique items that we'll have at that auction. Again, that's Saturday up on our museum's second floor, August 14th at 1130. Of course, we have the racing every night in Knoxville during the Nationals. Besides the activity in our museum, the great racing that takes place every Knoxville Nationals, it's just great to have everybody from across the country visit Knoxville, come into the museum, check out our new exhibits, our Salute to Champion. Greg Hodnett is in full swing. We've got 12 Knoxville National winning race cars in the museum this year to celebrate the 60 years of Knoxville Nationals. So we've got a lot going on in the museum and around Knoxville also. Not just in the museum, but around town there's parades and all sorts of activities for race fans on those four days. So if anybody's looking for something to do, definitely I would urge them to get their tickets early, especially for Saturday night. The racetrack announced earlier this week they're down to less than 3,000 tickets for Saturday night of the Knoxville Nationals. Of course, the grandstand seats 22,000 people, so we're expecting a sellout crowd again this year on the 14th or the 60th Knoxville National. This, this is going to be a lot of fun, Colleen.
0: It's also a great opportunity to pick up some t-shirts, books, photos, or diecasts from your museum store, and also to inquire about becoming a member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum.
8: I'm glad you mentioned that, Wayne, because a lot of people are really big die-cast sprint car enthusiasts, and we were very fortunate to just get in some 118th die cast of Jan Opperman. So those will be hot sellers during the Knoxville Nationals. We've got our museum store stocked all the way up with fresh new t-shirts that just came in about a week ago, so we're ready for the thousands of people that visit us on those four days during the Nationals. And it's pretty easy to become a member during the Nationals here in our museum because we have a special membership table set up where people can walk right up, give us the information with your name, and become a supporter member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. The supporting memberships start at $25 and go up from there. For $25, you get free admission for yourself and a friend in the museum. You get a 10% discount on anything in the museum store. You get our bi monthly newsletter, the Hallmarks newsletter, every other month. And there's lots of other perks and benefits, and one of those comes up during the Knoxville Nationals that our members really look forward to. It's our members only VIP reception, and that's up on the second floor. And this year, we're very fortunate to have Doug Ald, the editor of sprint car midget magazine and he'll be talking with tyler courtney and also tim clausen up on our second floor so that will be a great interview with both of those guys both tyler and tim have some great stories to tell and of course they'll stick around answer questions after the interview is over and take some pictures with race fans of course many of you know tyler just came off that big win at the king's royal and leading the all-star points right now so he'll be a lot of excitement to talk with and Tim Claussen one of the car owners in Claussen Marshall Racing, will be up there with him. And Tim's just a really good speaker. So it should be a lot of fun for our members that are able to make it to that. If you're not a member, you can come in and sign up anytime during the Nationals and be able to go up and see that members-only VIP reception, which is on Thursday morning at 11 o'clock. So a lot of activity, and the memberships are a big part of what helps us keep our museum in operation.
0: Bob, how can they find out more about the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum?
8: To find out more about any of the things we've been talking about or about our museum, they can contact us at our toll-free number, 800-874-4488. It's a pretty easy phone number to remember. And also, that's a good number to call if you want to help one of your favorite drivers in this priority aviation contest win $20,000 for first place or 10000 for second place or 5000 for third place. The contest runs through Saturday night at 6 o'clock Central Time, and it gets pretty exciting on Saturday afternoon as the fans come in and make their donations and the money they've collected for their favorite driver. So we're really looking forward to an exciting Saturday. This weekend as the Priority Aviation $20,000 Knoxville Nationals sponsorship ends up this Saturday night at six o'clock. But just come in the museum. We're open seven days a week. Our museum opens at eight o'clock in the morning and on race nights, we're open until the final checkered flag falls. So we're almost always here, it seems like.
0: Bob, as always, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show.
8: Thank you so much for having us on the show and, and thank you for everything you do for dirt track racing in the Midwest.
7: Your home is your sanctuary. The next time you need appliance service, invite someone in that will treat it that way. Sorensen's Appliance Service is locally owned with 15 years of experience. Sorensen's Appliance Service also has fully certified technicians who will leave your home as clean as they found it. If you want fast, efficient and cleanly service, contact Sorensen's Appliance Service today. Two five six seventy seven sixty six. That's two five six seventy seven. 66.
3: Medieval Metalworks is a 25,000 square foot facility in Mankato specializing in CNC tube laser and bending and is the only facility in the area with those capabilities. Medieval Metalworks is a leading precision metal fabrication shop offering all the latest custom metal fabrication technologies under one roof. Whether you need a one-off custom part or thousands of parts produced for your business, contact Medieval Metalworks at 507-386-3930 or stop by and see them at 3000 Technology Drive Mankato.
5: Shevlin Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevlin Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small-town service at a small-town price. 528-9900. That's 528 9900.
2: When your family needs a tow, trust the family that's been doing it for the last 100 years. The Schaefer family and the Pulver Towing Company has been helping folks get out of ditches and back on the road for five generations, and they did it all while treating customers like part of the family. As the first Schaefer to start towing once said, always worry about the customer and not the competition. For light to heavy and even equipment transport, call Pulver Towing at 507-282-3851 to get the best.
0: Welcome back here on The Dirt Show and I am joined by Josh from Pulver Towing and Josh, you are involved in just about everything motorsports, and you've got a huge event coming up in Marshall, the Lyon County Fair. You're going to have a huge demolition derby.
9: That's right, Clean. Marshall demolition derby's always been big. They've always packed the grandstands. We had an unfortunate thing happen this year. Parker Vianney, a uh, young man, his life was cut short as a result of an ATV accident. So on Saturday, August fourteenth at seven p.m., we're doing the Parker Vianney Memorial Event. It's a Chainsaw Class, and that's you know where the young guys get into it, and not a lot of full weld or nothing. But there's gonna be a little bit extra money, some special clock trophies. They're selling T-shirts. They got a big scholarship. This is gonna be made into an annual event, so it's kind of a cool thing, and we would like to see a lot of people come and participate in it.
0: That's really neat. You're doing that because to get people involved in a sport. Once they try it and they like it, they're going to be around for years, so that entry-level class is really important.
9: That's right, and, you know, we're not putting that huge of money up for the prize, but we're looking to help get some young guys coming so they can build into the sport and keep growing. you got to have a stepping thing just like IMCA does or USRA. they got an entry-level class and work your way up the ladder, and demolition derby works the same. So we're hoping to, to entice younger guys to get in there, build it, and have some fun and, and enjoy the sport.
0: And now that 2020 is over with and we can all get together, these county fairs to get out there, the sights, the sounds, the neon lights, the midway, to grab some food and then head into the grandstand and enjoy a great event like a demolition derby. There's nothing like it.
9: Yeah, you can't pass up those mini donuts. And, you know, Parker, going back to that, He was everything. I mean, he had livestock, and he participated in 4-H FFA. He he grew up on a farm, agriculture, everything that a county fair stands for. He took part in that, and it's sure fitting to have a memorial in in honor of him.
0: Josh, again, give us the time, location, and any more information about this upcoming derby.
9: It'll be at the Lyon County Fairgrounds Saturday, August 14th at 7 p.m.
0: And as always, thank you so much, Josh, for being with us here on The Dirt Show. And thank you for supporting area race drivers and also for supporting events like rodeos and demolition derbies all around the area. And you also have the big open house coming up at Rochester.
9: That's right. It sounds like we got pizzas and taco trucks and everything. There's going to be demonstrations. That's August 28th, starting at 11 p.m. I think the first demonstration will be round 1. It goes into the evening. Come on out to 6077 Rome Circle, Northwest, Rochester, Minnesota, and check out our big trucks. There'll be also trucks from other companies on display, and we're celebrating 100 years in business. Come check us out.
1: Look forward to seeing you there. Transform your garage into an extension of your home with a custom-finished floor by GarageForce. No matter how you use your garage, Garage GarageForce has you covered. American-made. Backed by a lifetime warranty, our professionally installed industrial-grade coatings will protect your garage from anything life throws at it and makes cleanup a snap. More importantly, it's the unbelievable feeling you get each time you use your dream garage. Visit us online at garageforce.com.
3: Call Todd at 651-387-9213. That's 651-387-9213.
5: As the leading slat replacement professionals in the U.S., Altenburg Construction knows what works and what doesn't. Simply put, they understand your business. Altenburg Construction started in 1994 and has over 27 years of experience and has completed more than 5,000 hog and cattle barns in 14 states. Every customer is unique and every situation is different. That's why their employees are company trained trust the slat replacement professionals at Altenburg Construction. Give them a call 888-435-2210 or see AltenburgConstruction.com.
1: Welcome to the dirt track segment brought to you by Cookie Sauces and Seasons.
0: Tuesday, July twentieth, they're racing at the Jackson Motorplex in the IMCA Modified A Main. Kelly Shryock over Dalton Magers in the stock cars. Brandon Beckendorf over Jeff Larson in the hobby stocks. Malik Sampson over Drew Bargloff. in the sport mods. Jared Baumeister over Keegan Nordquist and in the sport compacts. Jaden Erickson over R.J. Esquita. Cassouth County Speedway was racing last Thursday. Thursday night, July 22nd in the Sport Mods, Alec Fett over Gerald Curry in the Stock Cars, Chad Palmer over Donovan Smith in the Hobby Stocks, Dylan Nelson over Brandon Bombardo in the Modifieds, Jeremy Mills over Kelly Shryock, and in the Sport Compacts, Jade Lang over Tyler Feeblecorn. KRA Speedway was racing last Thursday night, July 22nd in the Pier Stocks, Cody Hatch over Joe Martin in the Midwest Modifieds, Brandon Merworth over Ashton. Schulte in the Mod 4s Robert Holquist over Dustin Holquist in the Super Stocks Gary Hussman over Ryan Flattin in the Street Stocks Parker Anderson over Justin Vogel and in the Hornets Matthew Dittman over Peyton Esch. Cresco Speedway was running last Friday night July 23rd in the B Mods Troy Hovey over Jason Slangen in the Hobby Stocks BJ Dahl over Jackson Viersic in the Stock Cars Mitch Hoovden over Kevin Dolan in the Mod Lights, Ethan Steer over John Griffin. And in the Tuners, Brad Stahl over Braden Schaffenbühl. Murray County Speedway was racing last Friday night, July 23rd. In the Modifieds, Cody Thompson over Cole Bentz. In the Stock Cars, Justin Lunenberg over Mitch Dowhauer. In the Sport Mods, Matthew Loaf over Eric Bassett. In the Hobby Stocks, Corey Probst over John Ross. In the Sport Compacts, Stephanie Koopman over Nate Koopman. In the Bond. Zachary Bierman over Cody Coster, And in the Race Saver Sprint Car 20 Lap A Main, Bill Johnson over Trevor Service. Chateau Speedway was racing last Friday night, July 23rd. In the B-Mods, Hunter Kennedy over Cole Langren. In the Modifieds, Dustin Sorensen over Aaron Hoff. In the Peer Stocks, Jack Paulson over Jack Moss. In the Street Stocks, Zach Elward over Corey Adams. In the Hornets, Andy Knutson over Daniel Bonfold. In the Mid- Midwest Modifieds, Caden Kath over Billy Steinberg. Hancock County Speedway was racing last Friday night, July 23rd. In the Modifieds, Cody Connect over Jeremy Mills. In the Sport Mods, Alec Fett over Josh Appel. In the Stock Cars, Heath Tulp over Chad Palmer. In the Hobby Stocks, Brandon Nielsen over Tony Schmidt. And in the Sport Compacts, Lucas Parsons over Cade Lair. Mississippi Thunder Speedway was running last Friday night, July 23rd. In the Hobby Stocks, Joshua Ludeke. King over Steve Larson in the B-Mods, Jim Chisholm over Taylor Skougie in the Modifieds, Josh Angst over John Dole, and in the Late Models, Lance Hofer over Matt LeDuc. Fairmont Raceway was racing last Friday night, July 23rd in the Modifieds, Lyle Sadoff over Benjamin Chikuski in the Stock Cars, Derek Green over Austin Jans in the B-Mods, Troy Grocknauer over Randy Winter in the Hobby Stocks, Parker Larson over Greg Seidel. And in the sport compacts, Jaden Erickson over Austin Friedrich. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, July 24th. In the hobby stocks, Corey Probst over Tate Harrison. In the Sport Compacts, Brett McConnell over Austin Friedrich. In the sport mods, Matthew Loaf over Travis Sherman. In the Modifieds, Trent Loverud over Clint Haddlestead In the Outlaw Hobby, Maury Ostrike over Dakota Robinson. In the Sprint Car A Main. Bill Johnson over. Michael Stein, and in the stock cars Dan McInthune over Sean Bruns. Knoxville Raceway in Knoxville, Iowa was racing last Saturday night, July 24th in the 410 Wing Sprint Car 25 Lap A Main, Brian Brown over Davey Heskins in the 360 A Main, Clint Garner over Ryan Giles, and in the Pro Series, Joe Beaver over Devin Wignall. Worthington Speedway was racing last Saturday night in the stock cars, Trevor Holm over Justin Lunenberg in The mods, Colby Fett over Drew Fett in the Hobby Stocks, Malik Sampson over John Ross in the Bombers, Kent Miller over Evan Stelter, in the A mods, Cody Thompson over Cole Betts, and in the Sport Compacts, Brandon Hartman over Katie DeVries. Madison Speedway was racing last Saturday night in the Pier stocks. Ethan Belker over Joe Martin in the limited late models. Brady Mullendorf over Johnny Lindgren in the Hornets. Doug Martin over Jacob Harris. In the Midwest Mods, Jake Smith over Justin Van Epps. In the Modifieds, Devin Fauquette over Brian Hobbin. In the Street Stocks, Kyle Dykoff over Mike Jans. And in the Super Stocks, Justin Tamen over Jeff Flatten. Deer Creek Speedway was racing last Saturday night. In the Modifieds, Dustin Sorensen over Corey Crasper. In the B Mods, Jim Chisholm over Alex Chubby. In the Super Stocks, Ryan Wyom over Dylan Chromeschroeder. In the Street Stocks, Braden hour over Dustin Doty in the Midwest Modifieds, Mitch Weiss over Caden Calf, and in the late models, Dylan Kromschroeder over Stephen O'Brien. Viking Speedway was racing last Saturday night in the Midwest Modifieds, Randy Lag over John Carlson in the Modifieds, Josh Thonis over Brady Gertis in the Street Stocks, Ryan Sader over Andrew Bangson in the Super Stocks, Jeff Krause over Travis Sauer in the Short Trackers, Kevin Youngquist over Sean Robbins. Ogilvy Raceway was racing last Saturday night in the Midwest Modifieds. Travis Schulte over Ryan Savoy in the Mod 4s. Tommy Pagonis over Robert Holquist in the Modifieds. Jody Belfi over Clayton Wagaman in the Hornets. Nate Servotny over Matthew Dittman in the Street Stocks. Kyle Howland over Justin Pagonis. And in the Super Stocks, Dave Flynn over Tim Johnson. Granite City Motor Park was racing last Sunday night, July 25th, in the Hornets. Joseph Wilbur over Matthew Dittman in the Midwest Modifieds. Brandon Merrworth over Zach Benson in the Mod 4s. Dustin Holquist over Landon Rant in the Modifieds. Dave Kane over Tyler Keeter in the Super Stocks. It was Nick Oroskovic over Tim Johnson. They were racing at husett Speedway last Sunday night in the 410 Outlaw Sprint Cars. Austin McCarl over Mark Dobmeyer in the Race Saver Sprints. Dusty Ballinger over Tim Rusted. And in the late model street stocks Sean Taylor over Matt Stuerwald, and they were racing at Mason City Motor Speedway last Sunday night in the USRA B Mod A Main. Jared Baumeister over Jim Chisholm in the modifieds Corey Crasper over Chase Rudolph in the hobby stocks Tyler Schlobaum over Zach Smith in the stock cars Braden Gear over Steve Jackson and in the outlaw mini mods Nathan Kilwine over Zach Tannehill. Friday August 6th the sooth County Fair will be having their annual tractor ride. You can register for the tractor ride the morning of August 6th from 7.30 to 8.30 a.m. The $25 registration fee includes a noon meal and an evening meal. For more information, call Edgar, 515-320-5604.
2: Toner's Lake Karting Facility offers dirt oval karting at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great kart racing from rookies to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only 5 bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair kart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Karting, located northwest of Waseca in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See Toner'sLakeKarting.org for more details. If your classic isn't so classic... Bring it into Auto Trim Design of Oatana.
0: We can fix the upholstery, the carpet, replace a sagging headliner, make your old car look
6: new again, make your seats comfortable again.
0: Whether it's a classic car, work truck, boat, or anything else that moves, we can fix the upholstery and make your ride like new. And we work on convertibles. We're located in Oatana at 3275 Old Highway 14,
4: one mile west of Walmart. Hi, this is Jim Miskin from Miskin Auto Parts. Check out Mizkin.com. You'll see all the parts available in our U-Pull-It lot, new arrivals ready to part out. Plus, we can also locate those hard-to-find parts for you. Miskin Auto Parts has been buying junkers and providing parts to our customers since 1972, and we ship out parts daily. Call us today at 507-684-2100 or check us out online at Mizkin.com.
1: Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.